0: Listeners of the Big and Wake podcast, welcome back once again. As always, I'm your host, Steve, and I'm very happy to be sitting down with you today. Uh, primarily, we're going to do a small roundup of some currently trending stories that I'm finding on one of my very favorite news sites that you know I have mined, those of you who have been listening for a while, uh, for years, for insightful sort of finger-on-the-pulse reporting, most often tech-related when it comes to Slashdot, but as we have found many times in the past, tech news is everybody's news, right? And what happens in that sector affects us all profoundly, constantly. For years now, we've been discussing topics like surveillance of your digital life by legal actors such as our own governments and the companies who we agree to the terms of service for the use of their products mainly primarily social media but to no less a significant degree uh, your Apples, your Microsofts, your Googles uh, the uh, creators of the many suites of products upon which the backbone of modern connectivity and commerce are based uh, so slash dot, a place I go all the time to stay feeling connected and, uh, you know, can't recommend it enough. Uh, it's crowdsourced in terms of submissions and through upvoting in a similar kind of fashion to what we might encounter elsewhere on the internet, Reddit, etc. Uh, you know, important stories tend to hopefully bubble to the surface, so... What did we find on the first page of SlashDot today? And uh, if you're not already smoking, maybe light up. I hope you're chilling with me on your downtime to listen to the podcast today. Smoke responsibly. Make us look good as stoners together, as I try to do for you whenever we sit down to record and come together and talk. But by all means, partake, enjoy, indulge. I am right now smoking on some of the last of my homegrown from 2021. So our first story that I encountered that made me pause and made me want to read it. um, If you listen to my most recent episode, it was about AI, ChatGPT, and some of my early experiences with it. Here we have a story uh, posted by mSmash on Monday, June 5th, so a brand new story. And uh, this is from the Closer Look department, as Slashdot is want to do. They give a little... Flare by giving us a department from which any of these uh, you know I'm sure it's the submitter who comes up with this uh, where these stories come from companies deploying generative AI tools such as ChatGPT and BARD with the potential to generate disinformation should label such content as part of their efforts to combat fake news this is from the European Commissioner Deputy Head Vera Jurova from a report unveiled last year Microsoft-backed OpenAI's ChatGPT has become the fastest-growing consumer application in history. That's a crazy thing. <coughs> this old flower's kind of turning into hay on me, I think. I think it's time. It's time to <laughs> move on. <laughs> fastest-growing consumer application in history and set off a race among tech companies to bring generative AI products to market. Concerns, however, are mounting about potential abuse of the technology and the possibility that bad actors and even governments may use it to produce far more disinformation than before. Um, You know, if you're listening to this on YouTube, comment down below if you can think of any instances in which a bad actor or a government has already utilized AI to create, promote, promulgate, or disseminate misinformation, disinformation, propaganda, or anything else. Let's continue, Those Signatories who integrate generative AI into their services, like Bing Chat for Microsoft, Bard for Google, should build in necessary safeguards that these services cannot be used by malicious actors to generate disinformation. So, and that's Jerova said, told this to a press conference. I say to my, you know, I say to all of us, how are you going to stop this? How are you going to build these safeguards in? I don't know. Um, that'll be interesting. And we go on, Those signatories who have services with the potential to disseminate AI-generated disinformation should, in turn, put in place technology. So these are the social media companies, right? Should, in turn, uh, your Reddits, all the forums, put in place technology to recognize such content and clearly label this to users, Companies such as Google, Microsoft, and Meta platforms that have signed up to the EU Code of Practice to tackle disinformation should report on safeguards put in place to tackle this in July. So, watch this space. Right, um, I think we're gonna. I, I think we're gonna encounter continuous abuse of AI, uh, and we are going to have to work so so hard as endpoint receivers of any information any content we get out there you know and take it all with the biggest grain of salt that's ever been grained or salted uh so that story came from reuters uh when you click the link on slash dot yeah it 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 clicks you through to a reuters article on that that doesn't appear to be any longer than the summary we just read but feel free to check it out it'll as always be included in our detailed show notes next story that um had me pause and maybe this is why I mentioned Reddit already twice as an example with the last story, but posted again by M smash. So this is, you know, a final gatekeeper, I think on, on a story, uh, or maybe M smash is just a prolific contributor to slash org. Well, you know, again, if you're with me on YouTube, which is the only and easiest place to interact with me besides emailing me at at com, which I always love getting emails at, uh, you know, you can, you can just comment. When this gets published, it always publishes to YouTube among all the other destinations, and YouTube is just so easy to comment on. So whatever other faults they have, and we've talked about YouTube in the past, and we may talk about them again soon in the future uh, because changes continue to come to that platform and it's worrying because it's, you know, something many creators rely on exclusively for a chance at a career. Um, and I mean talented, intelligent, amazing creators who are contributing to conversations, uh, you know, feel trapped on that platform. So let's move on though. Reddit. This is posted by Smash Again, posted today, June 5th. From the very same closer look department. Some of Reddit's biggest communities, including our videos, our reaction gifts, our earth porn, and our life pro tips. I assume these are enormous Reddit communities. Can't say that I'm a member of any of them are planning to set themselves private on June 12th. This story comes from the verge, by the way. Uh, and the reason they're doing that is over new pricing for third-party app developers to access the site's APIs. So this is interesting. From a report, setting a subreddit to private, a.k.a. going dark, will mean that the communities taking part will be inaccessible by the wider public while the planned 48-hour 48 protest, 48 protest is taking place. As a Reddit post about the protest that since been cross-posted to several participating subreddits explains on june 12th many subreddits will be going dark to protest this policy some will return after 48 hours others will go away permanently unless this issue is adequately addressed since many moderators aren't able to put in the work they do with the poor tools available through the official app this isn't something any of us do lightly we do what we do because we love reddit and we truly believe this change will make it impossible to keep doing what we love a complete list of the hundreds of communities taking part, known in Reddit parlance as subreddits, right? We all know about our subreddits. It includes dozens with over a million subscribers each. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure what the motivation on Reddit side is to try to make sure that they remain a weird walled garden in that respect. Uh, maybe they're worried about some sort of security problems for the for the actual Reddit platform being exposed through mods, utilizing APIs to do their mod work. I don't know if I understand this story. I kind of thought originally that it was a story about Reddit trying to put some sort of controls in place over, like, scraping from the chat GPTs and bards of the world for content such as posts and the art that is often posted to these subreddits and utilizing that to train their models and and tools. So um, it still seems interesting and um, like something that might be worth understanding better. When you click link, you get a uh, link to The Verge. uh, And the story here appears to go a little further. Let's see if we can get a couple more details out of the... Full source. So the protest comes after the developers of several third-party Reddit apps have said the future of their services has been threatened by the company's new pricing. Okay, so they're trying to monetize this somehow. The developer behind Apollo, for example, said that at its current rate of making $7 billion requests per month, it would need to pay $1.7 million for access to Reddit's API or $20 million a year. Wowzas. I don't see how this pricing is anything based in reality or remotely reasonable. Developer Christian Selig wrote, I hope it goes without saying that I don't have that kind of money or would even know how to charge it to a credit card. (laughs) If you had such a limit, right? However, one of Reddit's employees, maybe they should change their name to the credit that I almost just said, has argued that the new API charges should be affordable if third-party apps are efficient with the API calls they make. Oh, they're putting it back on the developers, of course. Our pricing is 24 cents. Per 1,000 API calls, which equates to less than $1 per user monthly for a reasonably operated app. Apollo as an app is less efficient than its peers and at times has been excessive, probably because it has been free to do so. Free to be so. Uh, Interesting. So there, the Reddit employee in question at least seems familiar with Apollo. Anyway. The developers behind other third-party Reddit apps have expressed similar concerns. Reddit is fun, said it would have to pay a figure in the same ballpark as Apollo to continue to operate, and that it does not earn anywhere remotely near this number. The developer behind Narwhal said it would be dead in 30 days as a result of the charges. See, so I don't have a successful enough subreddit. That is to say there's nobody in my subreddit uh, to, 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 to even know about this, or know that I need, you know third-party apps, tools to do what I presume must be mobile, you know, phone-based, moderate. I, I still apparently don't even understand what the hell these apps are for. As well as the new API pricing, the open letter also raises concerns about the ability of third-party apps to show ads, a key source of revenue, the new restrictions that would prevent NSFW work, uh, NSFW content from being made available via the API. Reddit has several protests like these, has had several Protests throughout its history. In 2021, hundreds of Reddit communities locked down to protest the site's handling of a controversy around former UK politician it had hired. Reddit later confirmed it had cut ties with the individual. Moderators took similar collective action the previous year in protest over Reddit's hate speech policies. Okay, well, so Reddit, API, pricing, I'm over it. Moving on. Uh, so I do follow this topic, this next topic, fairly regularly. I think I've mentioned uh, the Lewis Rossman YouTube channel in the past on the podcast. Lewis Rossman being a New York-based e-bike guy uh, and vlogger, and uh, Apple and Mac laptop uh, and phone—you know, all all Apple e- Apple ecosystem products uh, repair company. Used to be repair individual and now has a fairly successful, as I understand it, repair company uh, who speaks quite a bit on his channel about the right to repair initiatives going on uh, in various regions of the country and perhaps even around the world. Uh, And when I refer to right to repair, famous examples of this right now that you may have even heard of in the news include... Uh, an owner's right to repair, for example, in the case of this case, farm equipment, uh, a agricultural farmer who has John Deere equipment, uh, anything resembling modern John Deere stuff, probably going back 15, 20 years now, all are excessively locked down, mostly through computer software built into the Vehicles, combines, tractors, harvesters, everything. designed specifically to prevent you from doing your own repairs and even in a lot of cases, maintenance to this equipment. That's equipment that anybody who knows anything about it knows that this stuff costs more than your average residential suburban home. okay, in a lot of cases, uh, you you can you know find farmers routinely taking on you know enormous debt in the form of investments in equipment that are for five, $600,000 or more. So naturally they will need to utilize this equipment immediately. It needs to be very, very efficient and pay itself back off in the shortest possible period of time, which I still imagine at those numbers is seasons in the future uh, before it will be in the black, that is to say. Uh, and I would say any owner of that particular type of equipment would be powerfully incentivized to maintain it properly and keep it in tip top shape uh, so that it can serve them for many years after it's crossed that threshold into the into the paid off into the black into the profit right you can't do nothing to your John Deere y'all and that's not new okay Um, I'm not reporting on anything that you shouldn't have already seen probably at like the national news regular distribution level at this point in time maybe you've also heard of right to repair for things like your cell phones and laptops uh apple famous for making it difficult for third-party small independent uh repair folks to get official parts licensed parts or even the any kind of nod by apple to uh, perform those repairs And in many instances you get your device repaired by anybody outside of your Apple store like the retail mall-based chains you're voiding your warranty for like anything cracked screen the kiosk guy out in the in the middle of the mall who can do it for you in 10 minutes while you go stand in line at any Auntie Anne's for a freaking hot pretzel um instead of having to go inside and do whatever it is you do inside those abominable Apple stores for how long it takes. I've been in there. We got iPhones in this house. We've done it over the years. Um, I find it highly distasteful to be inside the Apple store most of the time. Maybe I'm just turning into a curmudgeon. Uh, Turning into, yeah, anyway. (laughs) Love that rest. Here's the story. Posted by Editor David on Monday, June 5th. We We've got uh, from the Tell Your Telematics Department. An anonymous reader shared this report from Boston.com. On Thursday, Massachusetts Attorney General Andrea Campbell began enforcing the state's new right-to-repair law following years of bitter debate. And, and by the way, so people literally have to go to court and or go to petition the governments of their states to try – this is what we have to do to try to change these things is lean on our government. Great. this They'll fix everything, right? As they always do. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, so, began enforcing the state's new right to repair law following years of bitter debate and a wildly expensive ballot initiative that was approved by voters in 2020. In a nutshell, the law requires automakers selling cars in the state to provide customers and independent repair businesses with access to a type of information called telematics. The term refers to information that is first detected by a car and then transmitted wirelessly elsewhere. This information can be used to easily ascertain problems with a vehicle. Now, new car dealers must tell buyers what kind of data is being collected by a car's telematics system and provide them with a way to access that data. must also be accessible to independent auto repair shops. See, they're getting to it now. If this does not happen, car owners and repair shops can sue car makers either triple damages or $10,000, whichever is greater, so they can sue for I guess on an individual basis, right? Manufacturers must equip vehicles starting with model year 2022 with a standardized platform for telematics data that owners can access through a mobile application. Owners can then make this information available to independent repair shops and dealers. God, this sounds like an unprecedented degree of visibility into the condition of your vehicle at any given time, y'all. You might even feel empowered before you go down to the local repair shop to maybe not feel like you're possibly getting fleeced quite as hard uh, from those folks who, let's face it, we've all felt like that here and there over the years, right? Which would be, by the way, John Deere and or Apple's built-in argument that they constantly lean on, which is, you know, you can't trust anybody to touch our equipment except for us, because all those other people are gonna, you know, hack your tractor, uh, give it, you know, tractor virus and it's going to ruin your crops. Uh, and you know, in the case of your iPhone, these guys are going to absolutely, uh, scrape your whole device of data, keep your address book and, uh, send your wife's and girlfriend's nudes to revenge porn forums on the dark net, you know, 100% of the time, um, while then leaving behind creepy identity tracers to continue to steal from you for the rest of your life, you know, um, and degrade your battery performance. Shut up, Steve. Ay, yeah, ay. All right. So, the lawsuit is yet to be resolved. Last week, carmakers asked U.S. District Judge Douglas Woodcock Woodlock, Woodcock, Woodlock, Woodcock, Woodcock Cock, Cock, I think this hay is working, you guys. I might be high. They want to issue a temporary restraining order, called Douglas Woodcock, that would prevent Campbell from enforcing the law. In a hearing, Woodcock took issue with the law, calling its gold likely unattainable, and that that is enforcement could harm car makers, oh no, according to The Globe. But ultimately, Woodcock, not his real name, said that he would not block enforcement. The people have voted on this, and that's the result, he said. I am loath to impose my own views on the initiative. Safe move there, Judge. Um, all right. You know, uh, I support right to repair. Let's all support right to repair. If you understand right to repair, and you're listening to this on YouTube, and you made it this far, comment down below. Your thoughts on right to repair. What part of the country are you living in? What uh, What have you learned about it? What have you dealt with in your personal life? People do deal with it in their personal lives. Um, I do tons of repairing around here and keeping things working and uh, keeping things on the road, uh, all that kind of stuff. Love it. You know, that's something that we do around here. Uh, The more you listen to me, the more you'll hear about that as well, of course. And if you've been listening for a while, well, then you already have, haven't you? All right. I think the last story I want to talk about today... Um, is this little blurb by again our friend M Smash from the more to follow department? Uh, but this is about the SEC accusing popular crypto exchange and crypto wallet maker Binance of mishandling funds and lying to regulators. Uh, I'm reporting this to you because I keep getting emails from Binance where I never really put any money, but uh, where I signed up and like installed the app on my phone and created a wallet and stuff with them. I might have like 10 or 12 bucks in some obscure crypto or something kicking around. Maybe that's what's keeping the emails live and coming to me right now. Um, but, you know, like, like Sam Bankman Freed and, uh, you know, all these uh, weird cryptos that are proven themselves again and again to be scammy, pyramid scheme, planned rug pull kind of operations based on spurious, uh, you know, blockchain technology and in the midst of like ever increasing and in some cases I have to almost think almost appropriate uh, meddling by like the powers that be that being traditional banking and, and, and our governments, uh, you know, these the all these crypto firms are scaring me. I think crypto is in big trouble. I think the only thing that's clear that's gonna be left out of this latest bloodbath is, you know, a very, very, very few performers, uh, including obviously Bitcoin, uh, regrettably um so-called stable coins that are tied to, uh, real world currencies that, you know, in my opinion themselves are completely broken in terms of, you know, purported value. Um, and the, you know, soon to be forced upon us, you know, central bank digital currencies, right. I think they call them that CBDCs, right. Yeah. The, the inevitable, uh, always, Planned for and continuously dreaded, um, you know, all digital cashless economy, right? Um, which I think is being pushed in a number of different places, including uh, here, you know. So let's read this dang story, though. Uh, yeah, so Binance, this SEC has accused Binance. They are the world's largest crypto exchange, apparently of mishandling customer funds as well as lying to regulators and investors about its operations in a sweeping case filed in federal court on Monday. As always, this joint keeps going out because I talk too much, but clearly I'm stoned. So do I even need it? Aha! Who cares? You can't stop me. Wall Street regulator said Binance had been mixing, quote, billions of dollars in customer funds and secretly sending them to a separate company controlled by Binance's founder, Changpeng Zhao. The charges included misleading investors about the adequacy of its systems to detect and control manipulative trading. Yeah, maybe because they didn't want to detect or control manipulative trading. Um, Regulators also said Binance did not take sufficient steps to restrict U.S. investors from accessing Binance's unregulated exchange. No, don't bring your American dollars to our unregulated exchange. We allege that Zhao and the Binance entities not only knew the rules of the road, but they also consciously chose to evade them and put their customers and investors at risk, said Gurbir S. Grewal, Director of the SEC's Enforcement Division. The nation's top securities regulator filed 13 charges against Binance and Mr. Zhao, better known in the crypto world as CZ. The SEC is taking action a little over a month after the Commodities Futures Trading Commission filed its own civil enforcement action against Binance and Mr. Zhao. So, somebody big somewhere got chiseled or bilked by Binance. Many somebodies probably, but... This wasn't over my twelve dollars in fucking fake money. I know that. So, yeah. From the more to follow department. And we will more to follow that, right? Alright. As I said, slash dot dot org is always amazing. Uh because you know these stories matter to us. Every one of these stories that we talked about today should matter to you. If if it doesn't Maybe you're listening to the wrong podcast, which I know isn't the case if you made it this far. I fucking love you. You're amazing. You're amazing. Uh, been doing a lot of stuff, mm, living, smoking a lot of indica, doing shit anyway. Our, uh, in sad news, our little bit over 13-year-old pup, Flint, our smooth collie, uh, passed away about a month or so back not long after we recorded the most recent episode of the podcast uh we said goodbye to Flinty together down at the old vet office and uh you know i is just such a ruthless responsibility we have to our pets right to take them all the way through their life and and hold them as we say goodbye um but he was struggling in 50 different ways and had been for couple three years now you know they hang on for us um and he meant a lot to the family we'll miss you flinty haven't acknowledged him really publicly like on social media or anything so i'm just saying it here to the last few people still listening to the end of my podcast um yeah if you got a good doggy, give him some love tonight for us you know for flinty and uh i promise you i'll record again sooner than last time. I'm going to go take some time, get some music laid behind this episode for you here and there and get it right out uh, because every one of these stories is also timely and stuff that we should pay attention to in time together as they continue to develop. So, uh, Much cool stuff to come on the front of the Baked and Awake business model which is a planned online shop. It's going to Happen at BakedAndAwake.com Where I've been since 2017 You'll still be able to reach me And talk to me about it all At at TalkToUsAtBakedAndAwake.com We're going to be doing amazing stuff Bringing back t-shirts And standard type of podcast oriented merch That I've been offering for years But try to make it more visible Show you guys what's been there all along If you haven't made it Over to like the little public shop that I've had up to this point in time, new designs, really cool and interesting stuff on the soft goods side, clothes side of things, um, that I'm, you know, not going to go into detail about, I'm just giving you guys the highlights right now, right, um, but this is happening, like, you know, there's an LLC now, finally, I, I've, I've got a business in Washington State that says Baked i on looking at my business license right over there, these things are a business, y'all, right? I've been paying a bill since 2017 somewhere for this, and I need, I, I put a bit of work in on it, right? I'm, I guess I'm giving myself a pep talk here as much as anybody else, but maybe when things debut, when the new designs drop, when you learn about stuff on the coffee end of things, all right? The business is baked and awake, things are coming. We're going to be doing some smoking accessories. We're going to be doing some coffee accessories. And we're going to have some special, unique to us, really exciting products in both of those categories. Um, You know, stick around. You already have. You've been here with me. That's why I love you. That's why I'm telling you all the details, the inner workings. And now I'm done. We'll get back to it together here real soon. Email me or comment below this video. Talk to me about whatever you want. Talk to me about what you want me to talk to you about on the podcast. Um, What am I missing about any of the topics that I discussed today? That's extremely important, as always. So, uh, yeah, lots more news to share very soon on so many different fronts. Uh, Tell me your news, all right? And until next time, I'll wait and look for that and... You know what to do. I always tell you. Smoke some indica. Welcome. You're listening to Baked and Awake, where we talk about cannabis, conspiracies, and you. Please enjoy your cannabis responsibly, while promoting the best version of an example to others of what a smoker looks like today. Since the early days this podcast has benefited greatly and directly from contributions from listeners just like you. Tell me what I should look into and consider talking about next by emailing me directly at talktous at bakedandawake.com And please do me one more solid by subscribing on YouTube and doing the things you know the ones. It means the world to me and without those free forms of support I would not be here recording today. This has been another episode of Baked and Awake. Where since 2017, I've been exhorting you to live by our axiom, to smoke indica, and do shit anyway.